Hey, what's up, podcast? It's Jeff. Just want to jump in here. This is a special bonus episode of Teach Better Talk. This is actually going to be a the audio uh, recording from a Facebook Live that our team is doing every single day, Monday through Friday um, at 8 a.m. Eastern Time in our Facebook private group. You can get in that group at teachbettergroup.com or uh, go on to Facebook and just search Teach Better Team. You'll see our page and then you'll see the group get in there. So here we go, a special bonus episode of Teach Better Talk pulled from one of our Facebook Live videos in our private group at teachbettergroup.com. Hope you enjoy. I am here with Megan Deegan, also from the Teach Better team. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. Happy Friday and happy May. This is exciting. I know it is. And, uh, you know, we were on a couple of weeks ago and you and I were kind of scrambling at the last minute to make sure everything technically was working fine. And I thought, oh, this time it'll be so much smoother. And what the audience does not know is that you and I were yet again scrambling at the last minute to make sure that everything was technically okay. That's okay. It's working. It's Friday, we're here. It's going to be a great morning. Hopefully, everyone sees both of us and can hear both of us clearly. And I can see both of us. All right. All right. We're doing good for a Friday morning. Uh, And as I was telling you, too, I was on yesterday. So I don't know who I think I am coming on to the daily drop in two days in a row. Um, But when we uh, planned this a couple of weeks ago, it just kind of coincidentally happened like, you know, I ended one month and then began another and kind of wasn't looking at the calendar at the same time. But Super excited to be here. Uh, this is probably the uh, only time I've had a full face of makeup on this early in the morning. <laughs> um, you know, since we left school. <laughs> Let's put it that oh, way. Absolutely, it's been you know roll out of bed, be able to do your work in your pajamas. Yes, yes, That's how it is. Um, so we are happy to have everyone joining us here uh, today. Don't forget if you are, and I know most people are kind of used to how this operates, but if you want to leave us a comment and we hope that you uh, participate, that you put your name next to your comment because we can't see everyone's name uh, when it comes up on on our screen. So if you would do that. So good morning, Joe. Good morning, Ray. (laughs) She says, love double Becky days. (laughs) I agree. I love the double Becky days. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not so sure. I think I might need a little day break in between. I, I give Ray a lot of credit. I know Ray, Jeff, and Chad do this all the time, and I'm like, woo. I know. <laughs> I got my coffee, so I'm good. Ready to go first thing in the morning, like you said, you know, and presentable. Like, I can be up to watch him. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the easy part. That's totally <laughs> the easy part. <laughs> good morning, Holly. Good morning, Andrea. Um, so, and, and this is actually, this, so I'm on with another math person that you teach math, right? Tell everybody what, what you teach for those uh, that may not know you. Yes. I teach seventh grade math in Illinois and I'm the lead ambassador for the teach better team. So it's yeah, lots of, lots of math for you two days in a row. Yes. Yeah. And I love talking about math and I'm a fifth grade math and science teacher. So I also do science, um, as well. So yeah, we got some great, I mean, we always get great ideas from these and right, that's the purpose of them is to just to just brainstorm. So last time you and I were together, actually in the middle of our daily drop in together, we were brainstorming, which is what we like to do too on air uh, about virtual rewards. And we said, let's look into this a little bit more. 
and you know, talk about what are some good ways to keep students motivated and engaged because you know, as we all know, uh, I know school has been canceled, not canceled, school, you're not going into school for the rest of the year in Illinois, correct? Yes, absolutely. So that call has not been made yet in New Jersey, so we're still in, in limbo as to what's gonna happen. Um, it looks like May is definitely out, but we, as I've talked about multiple times, we go late in June. So it's, there's still an outside chance, though I personally feel it's probably very unlikely that we would go back in June. But nonetheless, you know, as we, as this is going on, it's becoming harder and harder to keep the kids engaged and motivated. And so that's why we decided that we would talk about virtual rewards and hopefully some people can jump in here and talk about things that have worked for them. Absolutely. And um, I know you have your banking system, which if people missed that last time, I would love for you to share again, because I think it's awesome. And yeah. then we'll talk about some ideas we found online. Definitely, and I, I could not agree more with what you said. I mean, I know Illinois knows, and a lot of other states you know, aren't returning this year, but I do think you kind of said it perfectly. We're, we're at a point where we've been doing this for a while now, and we still have a while to go. Yes. And so now, you know, we're really trying to reach that motivation and the engagement. And how do we keep this, how do we keep them engaged long term? And how do we motivate them long term? It's so, I feel like it's so easy, I'm going to say, to do in the classroom because you have so many options. And so now I think we've had to flip the switch. And it's just another thing that we've had to think about what to do and how to do it remote. Right. Um, and I think that we hopefully will have a lot of great suggestions, but um, hopefully some of our, some of the people watching will give us some good suggestions too, because I'm always looking for more. Um, but I definitely think that's a challenge that a lot of people are sitting at now is this isn't really new anymore. And as we kind of continue through that, but we still have, you know, we still have a month or more to go. Yeah. How, how do we kind of long-term now keep them motivated? Um, yeah. Good morning. Let's see. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, Alex. And Andrea kind of made a good point. And she said, once the governor made the announcement that we weren't returning to physical school, our student motivation really dropped off, which has been very, very true. Um, we work in the same district, but once that announcement was made, we have seen a serious drop in motivation. So now for us, it's an engagement. So we've kind of changed and shifted our mindset to what can we do now to boost that engagement again? So we're kind of at a difficult point of, you know, how do we engage them now? How do we motivate them now? And how do we keep this going? We don't want it to drop off and just be done. No, and one of the, actually one of the questions, I put up a poll question in the, in the group. Uh, so if you have not seen that, look for the new poll that was just put up yesterday. And it's asking, uh, folks, what is your school or district doing for grades for this last marking period or trimester, whatever you're, whatever you're on? And uh, it's been interesting to see the results. Now, we, um, in my district and in many of the surrounding districts around me in, in New Jersey, I'm not sure if it's statewide per se, but it's definitely in my area, we were instructed to, uh, they, they, they weren't sure what they were going to do for fourth marking period, but then they decided, no, we're doing business as usual. Showing a lot of leniency and, you know, making a lot of accommodations, but no, we are taking grades. 
And so at least for the older uh, students, so fifth grade and above. Okay. Uh, the, the younger grades have been standards based for maybe this might be their second full year. Uh, so but for fifth grade and up uh, through 12, they are taking grades as usual. So that is, you know, an added challenge because now you're trying to keep the motivation level uh, up uh, for for that reason, too. You want the kids to be engaged in doing the best they can. I've definitely changed how I'm grading things for sure. Uh, to to be much you know more fair and and lenient, but um, you know, and I have a prize basket that is literally sitting in my classroom as we speak, collecting dust. And so you're right. I mean, I would a lot of times be giving very tangible items. And in fifth grade, it might be a little different, although maybe not in seventh grade. But fifth graders like you know they were dollar store prizes, but they would sit around this prize basket acting. Like this was a make or break, life changing decision. What they were picking up. <laughs> Absolutely, it does not change in seventh grade. I swear, the amount of them that still get so excited about a sticker, I'm like, okay. <laughs> which is which is honestly endearing to see. You know that it is. It's one of those like simple things that they like. It is. I love it. It's. But now we don't have that. I, exactly, and I think it's. I love the poll that you posted because for me, I think it's. I love seeing what other districts are doing. And for us, we're in a, so we're in trimester. So this kind of happened towards the very, I would say, beginning of third trimester. And we are now, it's kind of weird. I'll say we're at pass fail, but everyone's going to pass, if that makes sense. No, that's what they were talking about doing in our district. Yeah, we're not really at a, um, we're at a don't put in grades. Um, so it's been very, very difficult. And we've actually had students emailing us saying, so, you know, what is going on with grades? I'm noticing that they're not being updated. And so some of us have tried putting in grades where they don't count, but we just mark them missing if they haven't done it. But they're noticing that we're not, I mean, they're not getting a zero, so it's not negatively impacting them. Yeah. We think it's being, for us, it's, it's you know, it's how do we word the response to where we're not telling you that grades don't matter. We're not telling you that we're not putting in grades. Um, but it's, you know, and, and that's a huge just shift in mindset to your grade isn't what matters, what you're learning and what you're doing in the learning opportunities that you're taking advantage of. Those are what matters. But that's hard to instill and hard to work on if that wasn't already set up in your classroom. and just in with students in general yes i think that like that grading makes the rewards and motivation and engagement even more important because now i think that's kind of how we have to hook them because grades all over the place for the most part are um i would say almost you know not not seeming important and not seeming very helpful right now yeah yeah And, and, and to your point it is interesting to see how many people are putting in what their what their district is doing? I know when I last looked, and it wasn't this morning; it was just last uh, last night. But one of the one of the biggest responses was a modified grading system, and you know that's what I've kind of been doing on my own. <laughs> so I have to give grades, but I've been trying to, uh, you know, something that would normally count as an assessment. Uh, I'm not counting as an assessment. Because assessments obviously, you know, way more than than your typical classwork grade. So I'm counting really, really almost everything is like a classwork or a participation grade. 
um, you know, so as not to, to penalize. And I'm also trying to come up with extra credit opportunities and, and things like that because, you know, some kids are really taking it hard if they're not doing as well on an assignment that I've given, they're panicking. And I'm trying to tell them to not panic and it's fine and I will adjust it. And so, you know, you're, you're balancing that too because they're they're worried. Uh, I've gotten a few parent emails like, oh, they're very concerned about their grades. And I'm like, don't, don't worry about, don't worry about the grades. So that's the tricky part about still having grading in this situation is, uh, is that, you know, you're, you're gonna get that. You're gonna get the kids who, you know, have always been motivated and are continuing to be motivated. But if they have one assignment, it's the same in the classroom, right? If they had one assignment that they didn't do so well on, but it's, it's magnified now because of the situation that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think it's interesting. Chad made a comment and Andrea kind of, they, I like both their comments where, you know, Chad said it's the difference between mastery and traditional mindset. And Andrea's comments that it really brought to light some issues between learning for a grade and learning to learn. Yeah. Yep. I will say, you know, in my classroom, we, as they work through their assignments, they don't get any grades unless it is an assessment. So they do, they are very used to doing the work and doing the learning opportunities in the practice without getting a grade. They don't, yep. you know, they don't ask me, what did I get on this? Like they know that those practice, they do that until they've mastered it. And then they move on and their assessment is what they get graded on. But it's hard now when we are at a distance and they're taking assessments. And of course, I would, you know, I'm trying to do the assessments really just to keep them going. I'm not looking at it to put the grade in the grade book. I'm looking at it to see, okay, so this is how much you know. What more do we still need to work on? And although a lot of them think that way, a lot of them are really stuck right now in the, okay, well, I got this grade. And I, like you said, I think there, some of them are just right away starting to panic because I can't yeah. have a conversation right away with them. And so that's just been a little bit of a struggle. And Joe actually said this conversation made him rethink his assignments for the last few weeks. Um, I'd love to know kind of what you're thinking, Joe. Um, yeah. It really has. It's, I mean, this whole thing is kind of as I'm doing and creating the learning opportunities and the assessment, I'm thinking of, okay, this is kind of where, this is where we're gonna be at. And of course, you know, I tell them all the time, I don't, I don't care what letter grade you're getting on it. I care what you know, right. and then where we need to get you to and right. how we get you there. Right. So I think that keep, I just keep kind of reiterating that to them and reminding them that we might be at a distance, but you know, all of that still holds. Your letter grade is, it's it's non-existent right now, and we don't we don't care about that. I care that a I care that I can check in with you and that I'm hearing from you, and I care that you know we're having that interaction, and my students who are motivated are motivated to keep going and you know continue with those learning opportunities. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and and when you think about it, you you've had them for you know before all this, you had them for a good six months uh, before before everything happened, and so. You, I always say that this is actually, in some respects, this is the sweet spot of the year because, you know, that March-April timeframe, because all of the systems that you have in place in your classroom and the expectations, you know, there's no surprises. And so, you know, particularly for me, when they walk into my class in the beginning of fifth grade, they're brand new. They're brand new to the school. They're, most of them are brand new to having two different teachers. 
And so everything is a learning experience. And, you know, we kind of, all the teachers chuckle every year about how you forget every year, the end of the year, what it's like to get in a new group of kids. So by that time of the year, by the March, April timeframe, you've really, you're where you want to be. And you're like, huh, this is so nice, you know, when you're, you know, I have to walk them in the hall still, and they know the expectation level of that. And so, so it's a lot of little things, but you've really worked hard to get to that point. And so the same with the, whatever your method is for <clears throat> grading and assessing, there's there's an expectation level at this point in the year. And so to try to then get them, you know, we're, we're also forgetting their kids. So when they've been used to and accustomed to one way, and now all of a sudden you're, sudden you're shifting it, but you're shifting it for the better for them. Um, it's, a, it's a hard adjustment. And I, I fully agree that I have really taken a hard look, and I've had this discussion with some of my colleagues about different resources that we use and different things we tend to get hung up on that now you're seeing, you know, are you really kind of missing missing the point with this? You know, it's it's it really does force everybody to take a hard look at at how they how they teach, how they assess, um, whether it's formative or summative, and and so. Absolutely, uh, I could not agree more. And I think that Alex brings up a really great point. You know, he says that this pandemic has really revealed that too many systems have rolled on carrots and sticks to get students to do work. And beyond virtual stickers, how do we motivate them to learn for the sake of learning? And I think that I completely agree, Alex. I think that that's a really great point. And I even think this has changed my mindset in a sense of the way that I motivate my students in the classroom. And I agree. Sometimes it very much so is they they get some they earn something for what they're doing. So it's how do I then change that? Like if I'm, how am I going to motivate them now that I'm at a distance and these ways that I'm motivating them, how can I then keep these same ideas while I'm in the classroom next year? Right. That how we decide and choose to motivate them now is going to be creative and also really intentional. And if we can kind of keep those, and implement them in the classroom when we're all back together too. I think that that would be phenomenal and that would make a great change. I know one of the things that kind of my like team has thrown around and this is more of something like we wouldn't, you know, not include anyone from this, but like being able to do like a virtual field trip at the end of the year, something, you know, and you can use that as motivation if you choose yeah. to do that. Um, we also, a lot of our teachers have been doing like a quizzes or a Quizlet or a Gim Kit or Kahoot yeah. live yeah. once a week or something. And my kids love it. Um, they are like, can we do more of that? So they love those kind of live games. So you can even make that like, hey, if you, you know, are doing X, Y, whatever it might be, then, you know, we're going to play a live game or you'll get like a special invite to play a live game. Um, I've also seen staff doing student versus staff live games, which I think is so cool. That's fun. Yeah, so I thought that that was kind of a cool way because that's a way you can engage a lot of your school too. Like, hey, you know, I mean, you can use that, you can just include everyone, or you can even do that as a motivation. Again, like maybe a special invite of, you know, these are, you know, these are kind of the expectations. And then based on that, we're gonna do a whole 
student versus staff live game, which I think is it's just always fun with them. And it's another way to connect and it's another way to reach out and make sure we're continuing those connections with our kids. Yeah, yeah. Some people are chiming in here, too, and saying, like, uh, Amanda said that, that they're using their, they're collecting work for feedback, that there's no uh, grades exactly, which is, which is, which is good. Um, that just finding parents aren't having trouble with their kids wanting to work. That's so important. It yeah. really is. It really is. Um, yeah. And I know Jeff Kaplan said that his trip to Savannah, I think maybe the last time, I was on one of these, and he was talking about how his trip to Savannah got canceled. They were supposed to go on an actual field trip, so they're going to be taking a virtual field trip, which I think is so, so cool. It, it um, so we found uh, a good list. PBIS um, had a, a list that they were compiling, and they were asking, or still are asking, for teacher feedback on uh, some distance learning incentives. And I think you also brought up a great point, which is that, you know, kind of what you're putting in place now, I think everybody is, is starting to see or believe at least that next year is not going to look 100% normal either. So no matter what the situation is, it would be great if you could do a trial and error now of what works and what doesn't. I mean, you'll have a different group of kids next year, certainly, but, you know, it does give you a little bit of an indication uh, of of what maybe works, and not just works for the kids, but works for you. You know, what is what? What are you able to? Handle? Yeah, and I I I completely agree. I think you know, as much as I am holding out hope, and you know, don't want to admit it and accept it yet. Um, I do think that next year is. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I I don't think it's going to look completely. I'll say traditional to what we're used to. So we yeah. think that right now is such a learning time for yep. us, um, not just, you know, our students, but for us to figure out what's working, what's not working, take the chances, try new things. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, if it works, great. And, you know, how can we make things better? How can we improve on what we're doing? Um, and Adam even said, this is really a time for teachers to build on their skills and continue to move forward. So I think that you know, how do we learn new things now? Because I really do think that we are going to need them again. Uh, unfortunately, I think in this capacity at, you know, some way, shape or form, we're going to need them again. Yeah. And it's probably going to happen, you know, sooner. And if now is the time to, you know, kind of try it with the students that you know, because like you said, next year, you're with a whole new set of students. So not only are you even just meeting and getting to know those students in general, add in a whole new layer of this type of remote learning with kids that you don't know, that that's a whole new layer that we haven't even experienced yet. At least right now, we're doing everything with our students that we know, um, yeah. which I do think makes things, I'm not going to say easy because none of this has been easy, but, you know, it's a level of comfort where you know your kids, you, you know, you kind of know what you can expect and who you might need to check in with a little bit more and doing that 100%. with you don't know is a whole new yeah. ballgame. Yeah, I mean, there's ne there clearly there's never a good time of year for this, but you know, and and it certainly has impacted so many people in the fact that they they're not going back to school and they're not having those end of year celebrations and things in the traditional sense. But as I was saying before, you do have the kids to a point where you understand what they're capable of and uh, and they know what your expectations are. So from that standpoint. Um, that had, that do, did, does make it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And you also know the families. 
Yeah, it's, you know, the thought of, the, for me, the thought of August looking anything like this with brand new kids. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. That well, gives me anxiety. Let's not talk about that on another, you know, just, yeah, <laughs> let's not ruin our weekend, Megan. <laughs> but I think, you know, it is something as we're moving forward, it's like, yeah. okay, so how, how do we do that? You know, like, yeah. what, what do we do and how do we, if we have to, how are we kind of prepared for that? I do love one. So Joe said that his English assignment was writing about the reopening of America plan and what students thought about it. And he said he's getting really um, limited responses and engagement is low. So he feels like shifting to a blog or blog that students can write about what they want. I love that because I love the different um, different forms where they can kind of submit what they want. You know, yes. some of my kids love to write. Some of my kids would rather sit and talk to me for five minutes and just explain it to me. So I think that it's, I love that, Joe. I think that, A, I love the reflection of instead of just maybe it was the assignment, I love how can I modify it to reach all my students? And sometimes they, some of them might prefer that. Um, and I think that that's really cool because, A, I'd be interested to see what your kids are saying. I love that question because we're seeing it in one lens and I think our, our kids are having probably a completely different experience. Um, and so that's one of the things that I'll be talking with my kids about next week is kind of where they're at and how really how they're feeling and, you know, what they what they're kind of thinking this next month and as we kind of go back to normal will look like or feel like for them. Um, so I totally love that. I, I have definitely been asking my students more. In fact, we're having a call uh, later this morning um, to ask them, you know, what OK, what science topics? interest you the most that you want to learn about over the next several weeks and really trying to work around things that are going to engage them uh, more as we as we've talked about and I know you know uh, Chad chimed in here and said that you know three things he thinks need to exist in classrooms when we return universal access to content absolutely um, self-paced models asynchronous self-paced models um, mastery-based holistic non-punitive grading practices absolutely I think that that is definitely be going to become uh, highlighted even more as as a necessity. I you know I can't I, I I run the grid in my classroom, so I run I already run like a self-paced mastery classroom. Um, and the amount of teachers, even that I know, that have said, you know, well they get you know I I think that they the kids like and I like this kind of work at your own pace, and I'm like yeah yes yeah because it's true you get your kids that can work ahead and why not? If they're mastering things and that's the level that they're at, they should always be able to be there. But you also take that level of frustration away from your your learners that take a little bit longer on certain topics. Yeah. It doesn't put that level of frustration. So they they are more interested in learning. And I think I love what you said too about asking the kids what they want to learn about. That is a perfect way to motivate them. If they know that they're getting a voice and a choice in what they're learning, they're they're going to be excited for it. They're going to want to do, you know, the lessons that you're planning and what you're doing, which I think is awesome. So especially now, I feel like when we have this leeway of a lot of schools, you know, they don't have to follow their content or follow yes. their, you know, pacing. Ask them, you know, what do you want to learn about? And of course, like for me with math, I can tie it to my, you know, I'll figure out a way to tie it to my content. But then they might come up with something really cool that I've never thought of that I can be like, great, I'm doing that next year. You know, right. I can include that next year as a project or as a learning experience because 
I think that too often, like we plan what we're doing and we follow our curriculum and we follow our pacing, but is it what and how they want to learn it? So I think that those are things that we can do now and find out now and incorporate next year. And that's only going to make, that's only going to make your teaching and their learning opportunity better. Yeah, one one thing that I've I've noticed, and I was saying this yesterday too, and I probably sound like a broken record, but you know, we because we don't have that state test hanging over our heads, it has definitely given me a lot more flexibility. And and I think you know, I've taken it as an opportunity to play around with different things and have some fun. And one of the ways that I've been able to motivate some of my students who you know, traditionally are not as engaged in math as they, you know, as, as some others. But one thing I've done is, is put together uh, an outside choice board. Uh, so math outside. Um, and I, I got that idea from another teacher, honestly, uh, in my own kids district. And so and you can tailor it. You can obviously make it, you know, so you can focus on, um, you know, like I wanted to include geometry. So I said, go outside and find me shapes, you know, of, of different shapes. And uh, and so and, and math. Uh, there's a math, I have a math outside. So depending on the day and depending on the weather, I either give them the math outside choice board or I give them the math around the house and, uh, you know, came up with different problems. And that I can tell that gains a, a bigger response from students because it's more fun. It's real life. I mean, it's realistic math. Absolutely. And I think here's the thing. I love the math outside. And, you know, next year when you're in the classroom. All right. So we go outside today and this math outside. If, I think that that's something that A, they would love, and B, it's something that you can still incorporate when you're in the classroom. Yes. It, and it's things like that, those learning opportunities that they they get so engaged and they love it. You know, sometimes yeah. it's just that change of scenery of not being, you know, in the same classroom every day all the time and doing something different. You're still doing math. It's just more fun for them. And let's face it, we all need a change of scenery these days. <laughs> So there are a ton, actually, I welcome anybody to really to go to this uh, website, um, pbisrewards.com, and they keep adding to it, and they talk about what grades it's most appropriate for. We talked about virtual field trips. That's one of the ones that I highlighted that I thought would be uh, neat. You talked about games, so giving kids the choice of what live game they might want to play in a session or with a class meeting. I love the idea of doing it with your, uh, with like the staff, like a bigger staff, you know, where everybody can kind of log in. That's pretty, mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the other things that, that popped out to me was, you know, like introduce the family pet. Um, everybody likes to talk about their pets. So if you have a family pet to, you know, introduce that maybe to the, to the class at the beginning of a class meeting. Um, one of the things that I think would, you know, it's, but you can look at this one of two ways, but is, you know, kind of give them a, a free pass on a, on an assignment that so they can pick an assignment that they uh, might not necessarily want to do or feel that they have time to do. Um, I saw school appropriate YouTube video. So if they want to share a YouTube video uh, and then I thought this was fun because I've been trying to do this. So I've been going on to there's a there's I'm sure there's a couple of websites, but there's one that gives like all the national days and national weeks. Yeah. So I've been trying to turn that into more of a of a fun thing like, you know, yeah. Okay, you know, today is, you know, National Bubble Wrap Day. You know, if you have bubble wrap around your house, take a picture and, and send it to me. And then highlighting that on our social media. 
so you know i've been trying to i have i've had my own instagram obviously i have my twitter account you have your twitter account i have an instagram page for my class and uh, i am trying to encourage the kids if they have instagram how to use it responsibly so even before we left there i was assigning one student it wasn't a day it was maybe you know once or twice a week but i pick a different student to take pictures of what we were doing in class and post it on my you know with me standing there my instagram account and that was like a little bit of a reward for them too so oh. now it's more like taking that concept they obviously can't do it on my behalf but they send me pictures and on then i post them that's awesome i i love that we're actually doing right now um we do, we do it every year and it's usually seventh grade that'll do it and this year we're doing it just as a whole building um a lot of times our sixth grade and our seventh grade will do it um we are doing our abc countdown and so it's the last 26 days of school um, each letter stands for, you know, something different. Today is E, which I believe is 80s day. So, you know, it's always fun because we dress, you know, dress like the day and then, you know, take a picture and email it to your That's teacher. Cute. And it gets posted on our, on our school's Twitter and social media. So I think that that's awesome. It's another way to just kind of have fun with the kids and engage them. We would do it in the classroom. It's something that we could do remotely too. We've done a couple of virtual spirit weeks and the kids really seem to love it. So it's just, again, another fun thing for them to keep going and feel like we're still kind of all there. Yeah, and maybe as a reward for something like they can pick what the theme is. So if you're doing it by letters and you let one of the students pick, you know, like, okay, tomorrow's G day. Now you pick what you want, you know, the, the G to stand for. Um, you're right. that And it, it gives them a sense of empowerment too because they feel like they, they made this big decision. Yeah, kind of like standing around the prize basket, making their big decision. Exactly. It really, it it's to them, it's so cool. Because then, in, and I saw one where it was like, you know, let them pick a virtual day. Like maybe it's everybody wears their favorite color day. But to them, it's they get to pick it, but then yes. they get to see everybody participating. And it's like, I did that. Yeah. So it's that's cool. And that's like an ownership to them that's just, they love it. And it's awesome. My kids like to, and because you teach math, uh, your kids might like the site too. I don't know if you're familiar with SumDog. It's I, a math website. And uh, my students love, 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 love playing the games. And the website is open now because of, you know, uh, COVID-19. Uh, so it's a good time to check it out. And my fifth graders love playing the games on there. They can challenge each other and, and things like that. But one of the things that always kind of annoyed them was that the house was not open during school hours. And, you know, so they couldn't change their avatar. They, they, in other words, they couldn't waste time <laughs> doing all that stuff in class. Uh, but it would motivate them. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like if they had another assignment that they had to finish for me, I would say to them, you can't do some dog this morning. You're going to have to finish this assignment. And it was genuinely like, it was like, really? you know, I had just really hurt their feelings that I wasn't allowing them to play. So, one of the things with um, with some dog is, you know, I, I said, well, you could, because even now today, it's still, the the house is still closed during certain hours, so that could be a reward. Like, you know, I'll open the house, Absolutely. you know, earlier so that you can you can play around with it. Absolutely. And Jeff had even said that they're putting together a virtual award ceremony for our eighth graders, which I totally think is awesome. Yes. You know, you've got eighth grade, you've got high school. Um, you know, how do you? How do you still make this time special for them? And I think that a virtual award ceremony is awesome. Um, it, again, it's recognizing those students and it's taking the time to plan that and 
to just give them that recognition, I think is they are just going to love it. It's not the yeah. same, but it's they're still being able to be recognized. And that's awesome. If Jeff Kaplan made an interesting point, too. He said, I am planning for not being able to use my alternative seating at the beginning of next year. And and I, if I remember correctly, Jeff, that is something that you had worked hard to get in place uh, this year. And, you know, that's something that, that that honestly, these are all points that I don't necessarily have or I haven't necessarily thought about. But, yeah, that will be very interesting to see is is, like I said, how this kind of all plays out and, you know, what you can do with seating next year and if that is an option. Yeah, it'll be it'll be very, very, uh, very interesting to see. Um, let's see, is it, Adam said family pet introductions happen naturally. That's true. Dogs, guinea pigs, and chickens, love it. I, Adam, I'm not gonna lie, I was looking at the rewards and I saw the um, introduce your pet as one of them and I was like, yeah, but like I would just be like, let's bring your pets and show me your pets every day just because I wanna see them and they're cute. Like I don't, that doesn't need to be a reward. Just show me <laughs> my reward. Uh, like, we've been doing this for so long, that's my reward every day is like, post a picture or a video and show me your pets. Cause I think, I think actually the first full week of May, which is next week is family pet week or it is pet week. So okay. you, know, you can somehow turn maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe give the pet a reward. <laughs> my, kids, my kids know I've got two dogs and anything pet related. They just, they love it. They, <laughs> they see pictures all the time. I'm like, Oh yeah, here's, here's my dog. So oh, somebody else is doing um Mary Ritter says her kindergarten, uh, does the ABC countdown and today is L. So that's neat. I, I've not uh, heard of that. So that's, that's cute. I did see Andrea post something, I think with, um, with Luke yesterday and the D was Disney day. And that's how I did see now. Now I understand. I understand what that means. It's always so hard to compete when she posts a picture of baby Luke. I'm, <laughs> I'm posting a picture of me. You're posting a picture of baby Luke. Well, that's just not fair. <laughs> he did look mighty cute. And then um, someone said, a couple people have said they love Prodigy. And um, I have to say, I, I've used Prodigy. My kids, my kids love it. We don't use it as much this year, but they, they definitely also love it. And Chad commented with, um, is also allowing full access to their full math curriculum. And that resource is available until August 1st. You should definitely check it out. Um, it's, pretty awesome and their actual kidum is actually just free in general like the actual okay platform. um but yes their um their math resources are free until august 1st so that's definitely also another helpful resource i will check that out actually because i do look for things to change it up sorry the chicken's name is nugget <laughs> adam uh, I, I need to see this chicken whose name uh, like that's just the coolest thing ever. I just I, I don't know. I love it. Uh, Megan, was there any other um, re virtual rewards that that you stood out to? I know now. I know TikTok is big. I will be honest with you. My seventh grader. I'm not even joking. My my personal seventh grader has banned me. Banned me from using TikTok because I think he is so fearful of what I'm going to do. Which I should really. I hold this over his head now. I'm like, well, watch yourself, do your chores, or I'm downloading TikTok. <laughs> but I know the kids love it a lot. Yeah, you know, I mentioned TikTok last time we were on live, and I haven't done it yet. Oh, that's right, you did. Yeah. I think that's going to be a thing for my kids, because my kids, my seventh graders, they love it. And I think that that might be my best uh, motivational tool I could possibly have. 
is to make like a TikTok video. So we we might be going there. I haven't uh, haven't done it yet, but it I might, might. I might have to do it behind my my son's back. That's the route I have to go. You know, there's a lot. Check my phone now. Like I check his phone. He's like, did, did you did, are you on TikTok? Are you? Yeah. So Adam, I do so, have to use that to my benefit. Adam says he has to do more on TikTok. All right. I'm I'm gonna have to do it. I'm I'm telling you all now. You can all hold me to it. I'm doing it. It's gonna happen next week. I want to see this. I want to see this. All right. Well, <laughs> don't don't set your bar too high, people. Like it's happening, but don't set your bar too high because <laughs> not gonna be. Yeah. Andrea says her and I were supposed to do one together, which we really were. We had our kids like set us up and walk us through TikTok, which by the way I think was their favorite like ten minutes of class that they may have had all year. Oh yeah. Like, oh my gosh. We'll just show you everything. So we were supposed to do it and then this all happened and we didn't do it. So yeah. I'm telling you, it'll happen. It, it is pretty amazing. And we talk about that, about meeting kids where they're at and, and focusing on what's interesting to them. And, you know, I, I mean, I even I put together a, a slideshow of my students um, this week. In, it was superhero day, but I wanted them to send messages to the first responders. And so I had them put together you know, they sent me pictures and I thought to myself, I, I could spend a few hours putting together the slideshow to music or I could ask my seventh grade son um, to help me. He had this thing together. I'm not joking. In 15 minutes, he's like, oh, and he's like swiping through, my, you know, through my phone and downloading. It. And I was I, I mean, I was amazed. I'm, I've seen it before. I've seen it before in my own class. Like you said, it's like if you ask them to do something like that. They love it. I mean, love it. And that's that's one of the, the, the drawbacks is like that. But I guess you could, in theory, when you think about that, that could be a reward. You could send them pictures and they can figure out, you know, they'll figure when they're motivated to do that, they'll figure out a way to get it done. You know what I mean? And then they'll they'll be able to to send it back to you and post it. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, again, it's they're so good at it. There are so many times I'm like, all right, guys, give me all I need to do this. What's the best way to do it? And they're like, we'll, we'll show you. Uh, but we also think that it's it's them being able to teach me something that yes. they love. They're like, oh, like I percent something now. And like you said, valuing what they value. Do I like TikTok? I mean, I don't dislike it. It's just not something that, yeah, yeah let me go sit on TikTok. But they value it. Yeah. And when they value it and I show interest in it, that's the connection that I, you can't beat that. Uh, so instead of just being like, oh, that's dumb. You know, they love it, so I'm going to love it or at least like it. Pretend to love it. Right? <laughs> Not a high bar at all. We just expect you to become instantly TikTok famous. No pressure. here. <laughs> and by the way, Andrea says that she has dances ready for us. Let me preface this with Andrea used to, it has been like a dancer forever. And I think I did like tap dance when I was like six and it lasted maybe a year. Um, so TikTok famous. Yeah, it, it, I might be TikTok famous because you all like think I'm hilarious and it's funny. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot Andrea does have, uh, which I just learned myself, right? More of a professional dancer uh, background. So <laughs> I think that's good Megan, maybe you are better off doing that on your own. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I'm not going to be in one with her for a while. And if we're going to, she needs to give me the dance like 10 days ahead of time so I can practice. Well, if you guys have any other suggestions, please, you know, drop them in the comments. Even after this is, you know, this be posted, um, the, the re you can watch the replay in our Facebook group live. If you are 
listening to this on YouTube or you are listening to this elsewhere, uh, make sure you, you join our private Facebook group um, so that you can be part of these discussions. We run the daily drop-in Monday through Friday at uh, 7 a.m. Central Time, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard, which is where I am in New Jersey. So this was a fun chat. It was a great way to end my week, Megan. It was. And I think too, don't, one thing I want to add is, you know, don't forget the rewards that you're, that you can do in the classroom that can also be out of the classroom. Like yeah. you can still make positive phone calls home. Your kids are still going to love that, especially now when they don't see you every day. Um, yeah. You can still do, you know, if you're able to connect virtually with or like video conference with your kids, you can do, you know, have lunch with your teacher or have a snack with your teacher. You know, those are all things, although it might look different, you can still do that. It's, yes. you know, there are still so many rewards that are possible. Um, that your kids are still going to love it, even maybe more so now that they don't see you every day. You know, lunch with your teacher, they see you every day is so cool to them. But even now, that, that might be even even more appealing to them because they haven't seen you and just gotten to chat with you in a while. Well, and let's face it, I'm eating lunch with the same four other people and dog for the past however many days. So I'm also always willing, as much as I love my crew, eating lunch with someone else would also be yep, <laughs> a little bit of a treat for me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think, you know, and then a couple more, let's see, Brian said that he made a TikTok and the students said they were going to make it go viral. I mean, yeah, I know. I believe that. Like if anybody can make it famous, it's your kids know how to make it viral. Um, uh -oh. We said we should have our own hashtag, teach better TikTokers. Right. <laughs> That's like a tongue twister. That's the thing. That's going to happen now. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Megan. This was great. Thank you to everybody who dropped in on the Daily Drop-In. We hope you have a fantastic Friday, TGIF, and have a great weekend. And we'll be back here, not you and I, but, but the Teach Better team will be back here on Monday morning. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. Bye, guys.